In a world where men carry endless struggles with labels and confusion as to what it means to be a man, I've created a safe space to shine a light on what true masculine power is. This podcast will educate men on what the difference between toxic and healthy masculinity are. It will transcend all outdated paradigms of what society believes a man should be. And it will empower men to unleash all aspects of who they are with a might and a conviction that shall become unshakable. Whether you want to attract that dream woman, keep that dream woman, or elevate how you perform in the business world and in relationships. If you want to get to your next level of growth, this is the podcast that will help you ignite your authentic masculinity, debunk all confusion, and show the rest of the world how it's done. In this episode, we're going to talk about the inner critic winning the battle dominating that critic inside our head. Some people describe it as the devil. In certain circles, it can be described as that little voice inside our head that's always pushing us down. In my world, and from my understanding, what I've associated it with is that voice that is a negative Nelly every time we want to accomplish something, something new. We want to do something that scares us. We are thinking bigger. That voice that goes, oh, really? You think you can do that? Oh, can we really achieve this? Would she really be interested in someone like that? For many people, this voice can be the meanest person in their lives. This voice, as a matter of fact, can resemble either a parental figure, an authority figure from their childhood without them even knowing it. And in my life, it's actually been the closest to my mother and my stepfather. Now, my voice, I could describe it as not as bad as it could be, or as I've seen some people be with it, because I realized that I did have some of my foundational years of internalizing myself from age one to four, and even all the way to eight years old. I had plenty of support and encouragement and soothing whenever I had emotions that were overwhelming. However, when I got to my teens, that's when I had a shift because at the age of 9 to 10, that's when my mom found my stepfather, married him, and when I left my grandparents' household where I was raised in that safer environment, I entered this new world where there was physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, and a lot of berating and criticizing, which made it so that my mother then also took on a lot of that persona for my stepfather, because we are like the five people that are closest to us, right? And it's not just because of uh, how we end up in life, but it's also uh, we learn by osmosis, we learn by example. And so what happened was I started experiencing a lot of criticism, and through the years, this voice, their voices became like tape loops inside my head. And this happens to a lot of us. Maybe think of a time where anybody in your family, in your school, in your friendships, anyone in your life that you have considered important as a relationship or that influenced you in an important way, said something to you that hurt or that stung in the chest or somewhere in your body and you're like, or your stomach, ah, oh. and 
maybe you had nightmares about it. Maybe you slept on it and forgot about it. There are different ways to internalize this kind of voice. What happens is eventually it fuses with our own internal voice. And that's when it becomes a challenge. For me, during my teenage years, I couldn't even gather the courage to ask a girl out on a date. Even past my 20s, I could not work out the confidence to make an approach at Whole Foods Aisle 5, even though I had taken numerous courses on how to do so, even though I'd done a lot of inner work as well, confidence work on how to do so. And it wasn't until I realized through psychological therapy and some other inner work that I had this inner voice always berating me and belittling me that I had to get a grip on that, that I had to stand up for myself within myself to change that because no skill, no book, no course was going to be able to give me what I needed to take the necessary actions toward what I wanted. Now, interestingly enough, this actually transferred into my professional life. At this point, I'm thankful to produce income in ways in which I make more in weeks, sometimes in months, than I used to make in years back in the day, back in my late teenage years and early 20s. And when I think about what I had to do to get there, it involved a lot of reframing, a lot of uprooting of beliefs that were inserted in my programming, so to say, from those critical figures, the inner critics. And when it comes to my romantic relationship, what I have noticed is, as I've kept doing more and more of that inner critic work to stop it, to reduce the volume, to get it under control, I've noticed that my relationship has blossomed like never before. And I've noticed how I'm able to be more present and show up in ways that I couldn't have before and be more of, quote unquote, a man in the relationship. Why? Because I can listen to myself. Because I can actually trust myself no matter what. Because I can remove the perfectionism from every situation and embrace the constant learning and embrace that there is a child in me that still has plenty of growth and that it's okay to fall along the way as you go and we can laugh about it and we can have a good time about it we don't need to have this critical figure referee around the whole time always dictating in a negative way what is going on and so the reason why I bring this up today in the episode of Grounded Masculinity is because you can try to learn the skills for with women, dating, relationships, the approach, advanced dating techniques, on and on and on, and still struggle like crazy to make, to maybe get your dream woman, to keep your dream woman, to maybe take next steps with your woman, whatever that is because of this inner critic without knowing it. And if you can't get a handle on this inner critic, then it's like you have an old application on version 1.5 and you want to go to version 5, right? You want to go to version 10 in your life, but you're running old programming. 
As a matter of fact, you're still an autopilot with that inner critic. And so here's some ways in which I've been able to work on my inner critic, reduce the volume, overcome it, and then build higher confidence, self-trust, and be able to accomplish and uh, gain, get, achieve, give, contribute everything I've wanted in my life up to this point and how I, it actually gives me even more confidence to keep doing so and keep growing. Number one is affirmations and mirror work. Louise Hay is the number one authority in this department. She has a lot of audio books and tapes on Audible that I listen to consistently every morning, every night, sometimes throughout the day. And that has contributed to reprogramming a lot of my emotional experience and even conversational experience around certain events, certain things that happen that maybe put me down throughout my day or certain loops of negativity that I can fall into when I create some somehow my own stories of why this person is trying to screw me over or anything like that. What this has done is it's not only reprogrammed my internal voice to be more loving, more affectionate, but it's, it's done several things. It's contributed to the feeling of motherly love that I never had when I was in my teenage years, especially because when we left my grandma, grandma's house and went into my stepfather's house, my mom was always absent. So that was the start of my abandonment wound, my heavy one. And it was the end of the motherly love that I used to know. And so Louise Hay was able to take that aspect of myself and reprogram it in a way where I would be now able to reparent myself in any situation like a father or a mother would, but especially with her stuff, like a mother would when I needed soothing when I needed soothing because I felt depressed or because I was feeling angry, when I needed understanding because I felt angry and I needed had something to say. And I know this may sound a little bit unorthodox to some individuals, but if we can have a conversation with ourselves that is understanding and empathic and loving, it's going to be really hard to have this same conversation with other people, to be in relationship, in a healthy relationship with other people in the same fashion. So you can think of this as practice on how to love yourself and others better. That's part of what it did. And part of that practice can just be even listening to someone that says things like, you are very lovable. You're such a wonderful human being and says it in a loving way and many, many other things in very, in a very loving tone, in a very soft tone, like that perfect mother that many of us wish we had when we were growing up. And why is this important? Well, because many of us grew up with neglect and abandonment, either because we grew up with single mothers that had to work or because we grew up in a broken home. We generally as adults will fall into this pattern of craving that motherly love that we never had and being so to so to say saved uh, until we do the necessary inner healing emotional healing psychological mental spiritual healing to go ahead and step into a more mature place in all these and into a more mature adulthood where we are able to then do all of that for ourselves, reparent ourselves, soothe ourselves. And as crazy as this may sound to some men, this is part of what creates a grounded alpha male. 
this is absolutely necessary because a man that's not able to do this will be a man that is explosive with emotions, a man that can't be fully trusted and depended upon because he does not know himself fully and is not close enough to his darkest selves, so to say, to make himself safe, to enable full safety for other people. So there will always be uh, only so far that this individual that decides not to self-soothe, not to go in this path of self-healing, there will always be so far that he can go in relationship, in any relationship, be it with a lover, a daughter, a father, whomever. Another thing that's been pivotal for my transformation has been getting out into nature almost every day, if not every day, and connecting with nature without the headphones, without the phone, without without any kind of input other than just immersing yourself in nature, connecting with the birds and the breeze and the sound of the environment, right? Nature at its best, where you can just put your feet and your hands in the grass, on the grass, in the ground, right? And experience, feel that connection in a way that gets you out of your head and more into your body and even out of your body and into the world. So you're not avoiding relationship with the world and your environment. That's been a big one for me. Another one is making sure that I'm eating healthy consistently and that I'm getting good sleep. If I'm not getting enough sleep and if I'm not eating right, my inner critic, it's going to get cranked up to 11. I'm going to get cranky. I mean, I, I was in a relationship where uh, my girl at the time called me grumpy, like from the, you know, the elves from uh, Snow White. And I really was. I used to wake up pissed or in a bad mood every single day of my life until I started working on myself and changing my neural path, so to say, so that I could get on this different frequency, this different, this different train track, switching lanes. And a big part of that was just making sure I could take good care of myself like a good parent would. And this was a challenge for me because I grew up in a household where past the age of 13, the treatment was very inconsistent, meaning sometimes I would eat one meal a day and my family wouldn't even check on me, especially my mother. Sometimes I wouldn't eat till 2 p.m. and I would be about to faint at that point. And I got used to, because of the stress of the household, having these stomach aches and uh, digestive issues that were unresolved and at the time not even knowing where they were coming from. And they were preventing me from getting the necessary nutrition. And it actually, this pattern carried all the way through my 20s. It wasn't until I realized that how this was now affecting my relationships and my professional life, right? My relationships with my clients too, and my income, that I decided, wait a second, I need to show up as my best self for my clients. And then I realized I have to show up as my best self also for my romantic relationship because otherwise it's not going to last right and it's the same thing with a client relationship if you are treating them the best ever at, upon meeting and upon having your first interactions they're going to love the service but then if that service quality is dropped because of inconsistency then that's going to be disappointing and 
And it's the same at work, right? That's going to be disappointing if you have a boss or coworkers that are expecting uh, for you to be reliable and dependable. And so taking care of ourselves is important because it's, it actually enables us to get a grip on that inner critic and turn that volume down. Otherwise, when I say turning it to 11, it literally becomes like a whip. It turns into a military style whip that goes ahead and just buries you in a pile of shame. Last but not least, the best thing I've ever done when it comes to being able to reduce the inner critic is to listen to either videos of individuals that inspire me that have been in the same shoes or even more important, get into a men's group, a circle of men. It could be a support group. It could be some type of an online uh, paid community where men that are safe, men, men that can hold safe space emotionally, intellectually, that work on themselves can be around you and listen to you, provide feedback if needed, or just listen if that's all that you need and respect that and respect your point of view and embrace your point of view. That for me has been absolutely incredible when it comes to my growth and when it comes to being able to turn down that inner critic because because all of a sudden I'm not just trusting myself but I'm also trusting these for example 10 other individuals that have incredible amounts of experience some are married some are some have kids some are singles we're all from different walks of life but we can connect with certain things that bond us in a way where it's like it's okay to be where we're at and there's nothing better for our self-esteem and building our confidence as a grounded masculine man than to be around other grounded masculine men so i can tell you if you try all of the above you'll see very powerful results if you even just try one of the above you'll see very powerful results but together you will see how your life changes in ways that you previously thought impossible and it's gonna be a beautiful transformation in a direction that you want to go whether that is in your dating life in your relationship already in your marriage in your work and professional life it's all going to improve this concludes this episode of grounded masculinity and i'll see you on the next episode